the tea is hot today. This episode is an ask me anything buyer hotline chat. I am so lit up by these conversations. I asked you guys to drop in some questions and I'd answer them in the podcast. And that's what this episode is all about today. You guys delivered. The majority of the questions were about wholesale or about mindset and feeling like your business is kind of spiraling out of control and you feel overwhelmed. So this entire episode is about those two things. So I hope it is valuable for you and you have fun listening. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Buyer Side Chat Podcast, where I take you inside the mindset of a buyer to help you scale your product business profitably. I am your host, Kristen Fisher, your buyer bestie. I'm so glad you're here spending some time with me today. I'm very excited about this episode because I freaking love doing these. It's an ask me anything chat. So you submitted questions on Instagram and the DMs and a few of you filled out the form if you're in the buyer side club over on Facebook. And I'm really excited to dive into them. There were a couple of overlapping questions, which always makes me excited to see because that means that, you know, you're all, everybody that's listening is kind of in that same mindset. So it's very much about wholesale today and scaling your business and mindset. So a lot of those overlapping themes came into this. So I picked a couple of the questions that I think most accurately represented the majority of the questions that came in. And I have so much fun with these because I just love hearing directly from you and being able to I don't know, provide some value and really help you directly on the podcast because I'm doing this for you to give you a place to tune into every week where you're just like, okay, I know I'm going to learn a little something or get into the right mindset and hang out and chat with Kristen for a little bit. Like I want you to be my friend and listen in and feel like you get value out of this. So I love doing these so much because I feel like it really helps me to connect this platform and this medium with you directly. I was, um, I put something on Instagram, uh, last week about this and I was like, should I call this the buyer hotline? And I got so many people DM in, like, I love calling it the buyer hotline because that's kind of what I want this to feel like, you know, like before there was like Google and it was like the old ask Jeeves Dave's like, I feel like those are the, that's like the hotline vibe. So, um, this is the buyer hotline. So (laughs) if you have questions that you think of always DM me with those questions. And if you're in the club, there's a form in there that you can submit questions. And then whenever I do these, I might do this once a quarter, maybe more. We'll see. You can drop a question in whenever it comes um, into your mind and I can answer them. Okay, so let's get into it. So the first question, I'm wondering how to handle capacity issues on one of my handmade products for wholesale specifically. I have one handmade product, bandanas, and it's a higher labor item. Is it okay to limit availability for wholesale when I'm at capacity? I'm not sure if it's going to be frustrating for shops if availability on that product comes and goes. And I think that this is really specifically to fair where people just kind of go on and order, right? So when I read this, I immediately thought to myself, okay, this is a multi-part answer. So directly answering the question, yes. From my perspective, it is okay to limit your availability. However, I would make sure that you have done the due diligence to make it extremely clear 
in your product listing. So the product title, the description, anywhere that you can put it, that it is a handmade product and inventory and lead times fluctuate and vary. So, you know, on fair, you can put a note on there that says like, hey, message me with any inquiries if you're, if you need more inventory than you're seeing available. If, you know, the lead time is in question, whatever, like just make it very obvious that they can message you and that it is a handmade item so that they kind of get used to that. I also think that this is a really good opportunity to leverage your email marketing and really cultivating those relationships with your buyers to really have them be in the loop from a communication perspective. So on the front end, whenever you have a new customer come in and order or a new retailer, I should say, come in and order those bandanas from you or whatever your handmade product is. If you don't make bandanas, but you have something else similar to this situation, after they place their their order, check in with them, you know, in a week or so and just say, hey, you know, we hope that you love these bandanas. We hand, hand make this with so much love and attention to detail. So I'm sure they're going to sell so well for you. And I want to make sure that you're super aware of our lead times and the fact that these could take a little long to restock. So if they start to sell well for you, just want to make sure you're aware, check in with us and, you know, whatever. So that you establish that initial communication with them. Also, whenever it comes to, you know, just in general communication with your wholesale customers or your wholesale buyers, oftentimes I see my clients, my one-on-one clients where they're not really connecting with their customers on an ongoing basis. It's like you want them to get the order, they get the order, you might send them that one follow-up email and then it's like kind of crickets and you're just waiting for them to reorder. No, you definitely want to continue to nurture those relationships. So as you are getting low in stock or you're preparing to do a restock, reach out to them and say, hey, just letting you know, you've placed these bandanas in the last like 90 days. We want to let you know we're getting low. We're about to do a restock. If you have, you know, if you want to place a pre-order or you want to want us to answer any questions, like now is the time so that you can just start getting them familiar with you popping in their inbox, asking a really like personal question, not just a marketing email. So this will help to kind of create some demand and let them know that this is a hot item so that they are aware that it sells out for you. So that's like the direct answer. Now, the when I said it's a multi-part answer, my second part to this is I would really encourage you to start thinking now how you would scale this product up. So if a major retailer, like your dream retailer came to you and wanted to order a couple thousand units. Now, this is just if this is something that you want for your brand, because it's okay if you don't want that. But if you do envision your brand scaling up and being in a major retailer and they came to you and they said, Hey, I want to place an order for, you know, 3000 units. Could you handle that? If not, I want you to start thinking now how you could start doing the research now so that you're prepared when they do reach out to you. And you're not just like waiting for that order to come and then you get crushed or you can't fulfill the order. So knowing the person that sent in this message, I would guess you're already working on this, but I just want you to maybe encourage to think even bigger on how it can be scaled. So that doesn't mean you have to necessarily start producing overseas right now or actually start creating it this way, but I'd love for you to have a a plan in place so that you could action on it quickly 
when that does come. So maybe there's a, a sewing house in the United States or you could outsource overseas or you have an, a production line, a production assembly plan in place so that if you do get this order, you know how to move quickly so you don't lose the order. I also think that it's kind of like that that corporate phrase, like, you know, you want to dress for the job that you really want or the position that you really want, or on the CEO side or the, the small business owner side, scaling to be that CEO, like act like the CEO now. It kind of, it just shows you that embodying that role right now helps you to essentially, I don't want to say manifest that because I don't want it to be misconstrued, but whenever you live with that intentionality of like, I am working right now to grow and scale this business. So I'm going to act right now like this product is on the shelves of insert your dream retailer. So in summary, yes, you can limit availability, but be very, very clear in your communication and leverage that as an opportunity to create some demand with your end communication touch points with your buyers and retailers. Okay. And also start thinking about scaling that product up and how you could outsource that. What I didn't say though, too, is just because you're outsourcing doesn't mean you're completely giving up the entirety of it being handmade. So you could have it sewn elsewhere and you could add a personalization to it. So it still has that, um, you know, personalized handmade component to it. Okay. Hopefully that answers your question and helps give you a little bit of guidance. Okay, question number two. I would love to know your thoughts on brand reps. I've been thinking lately that it may be the way to get into big stores. I love this conversation. I'm actually chatting with a couple of brand reps to see if I can get one on the podcast because I think this would be a really fun conversation. So I was very happy to see this question come in. So this answer, I think, is very dependent upon what types of major retailers you're looking to get into. Brand reps can definitely do a lot of the heavy lifting for you when it comes to getting new uh, retailers or getting your brand, I should say, in front of new retailers um, and doing the selling and, and really pitching it. So I think that they can help you they can even honestly get you into other small and mid-sized brands, maybe more quickly than you can do on your own. Depending on what type of brand rep or what brand rep you go with, you may or may not have more success getting into bigger brands than you would if you're just like hitting the pavement and doing the outreach or going to trade shows. There's, It's one of those things where not all big brands use reps. Some buyers, like in particular, maybe trendier retailers will work with very few brand reps because they prefer to kind of find those brands and go directly to them. Um, It also depends too on what type of product you sell. I think like drinkware and, you know, certain brands just do better with a brand rep from my perspective. Um, But if you align yourself with a brand rep that is very much the vibe of your brand, I think that is where you're going to have the most success because some brand reps just carry a whole like slew of brands and there's no point of view. Other brand reps have a very distinct point of view. So I can think of one brand rep that I work with in particular that very much works with women-owned brands that have kind of a boho aesthetic. I would say like boho feminine aesthetic and she carries jewelry and accessories and 
candles and skincare and stationery, but they all have a very specific vibe. And so depending on what type of brand you have and what type of retailers you're looking to get into, you want to be really intentional about what type of brand rep and showroom you're working with, because that will get you the most bang for your buck. Because you'll you'll attract the retailers that you want to get into because the retailers and the buyers that are working with these different showrooms will intentionally work with the showroom and the brand rep that they know fits the aesthetic of their store. Okay. But one thing I'll say too, is the benefit of working with the brand rep is they help you with the communication and the back and forth to help you basically get it set up with the retailer. So you're, they're the middleman. You don't have to do all the back and forth. If there's any negotiations or any issues or anything like that, they'll take care of that for you. And particularly with large retailers, there is a very, very steep learning curve going from selling to small and medium-sized retailers to a large retailer when you're using their systems and all of their their rules um, when it comes to shipping and packaging and labeling and pricing and all of that. So the brand rep definitely will help you with that. But I, on the flip side, want to say I want you to be prepared that there's a decent percent of the commission that will go to them. And in some instances, there's a fee to the rep on top of that as well. So just depending on where you're at from a scaling perspective, an investment perspective, I just want you to really keep that in mind. All right. Question number three, how do I approach new retailers? We do a lot of trade shows and I am so versed in talking about my product and I absolutely light up when I do. But how do I portray that to new retailers who don't know me? I love this. I think this is such a testament to creating a brand that, I mean, like you said, it lights you up and you exude that whenever you see people in person. And it's like, you have no problem talking about that and expressing that in person because it shows on your gorgeous face. (laughs) So the big thing is how can you bottle that up and how can you get really creative about how you are getting your message across. I'd first encourage you to look at, okay, what are your marketing materials? What's the tone in your emails when you're doing the outreach? Does this does that vibe, that excitement, that energy and passion that you have for your brand translate to that? A lot of times I will see pitch emails that are just so clearly taken from a template. There's nothing wrong with taking a, a template, but you have to infuse your own personality. Please do not use chat GPT to write these, <laughs> write these emails because it's so obvious when it's very scripted. You can take a scripted piece of it, but then really tailor the email to have your own personal spin on it. Think creatively. Does your photography represent your brand to its fullest? Like it might be time. I don't know for you, but like specifically the person that asked this question, but I just encourage you to think like, does my photography really embody the brand? Am I shown in my photography? That's a big thing too. Like you want to make sure your face is somewhere on your website. It's on fair. It's in your catalog. It's, it's present because that is what helps bring that personal connection into your brand. Also think about your use of videos. How can you get creative with your video, with a brand video, something where you can point those new buyers to that video to say, hey, to learn more about my brand, check out this video here. 
Maybe it's you face to camera. Maybe it's a voiceover showing beautiful videography and maybe you invest in that. I just want you to think about how you can incorporate that. Also, if you have a brand with a lot of UGC, user-generated content, maybe that's a way to work it in too, to show that it's not just you being lit up by it because you're attached closely to it, but you also have an obsessed customer base that are like dying to get that new candle fragrance in or for you to bring that fragrance back that you sold out of last year or for, you know, your new cashmere line to come out because every time you have cashmere, they like want that new color, whatever your product line may be. If you have obsessed customers, how can you incorporate that into your sales pitch so that it's kind of backed up with proof that your obsession with your brand also translates to your customers? Because really, at the end of the day, buyers want your obsessed customers to become their obsessed customers. It's all one big pool of customers. And so they want to see that. So I would just encourage you to think about brainstorm some fresh, creative, unique ways of telling that story on paper or on the screen when you can't be there in person to actually talk to them and pitch to them. Okay. Hopefully that helps answer that question a little bit for you. Okay. Question number four. I really liked this one. Um, And this, there was a lot of this, not all exactly the same, but some version of the same. Okay. How do you manage this coaching business and Boku without having complete breakdowns every day? LOL. I have my product biz and I feel so all over the place on the roller coaster every day. I'm working this year on getting myself out of the overwhelm. I resonated with this so much. And I love that you guys think I don't have breakdowns every day. Like, wow, I'm really doing a good job. Um, No, I don't have breakdowns every day, but it is not easy. It is a complete challenge that I am continuously working on. And if you don't think that it's always going to be some level of a roller coaster and always a challenge, then you're probably not in the right business. The difference is your mindset and how you view those challenges. And if the challenges, if you can spin the challenge to be something that gets you excited and viewing it as a growth moment versus a downer moment, and that doesn't mean you can't be like, oh crap, this really sucks. Or like, oh, I'm gonna sit in my feels for 24 hours and then I gotta keep moving forward because there's actually something I can learn from this. Like that is the shift you have to have when you're balancing and scaling in particular, because no matter what level you're at, if you're just starting out, if you've been in business for a year, if you've been in business for multiple years and you're just scaling and scaling and scaling at every rung of the ladder, there are new challenges that present itself and you have to be excited by those in order to continue on, right? And for me, it is not possible to not have support in my business. Now, support is it means a couple things. There's like the friends and the family and my husband that I can kind of like lean on for that emotional support when I need it. There is the team component and outsourcing component where I'm getting help in the business and I'm continuously working on fine-tuning that and getting the support that totally aligns with the goals and the vision and how I lead those amazing women. And also higher level coaching support 
And I'm not saying to just invest before you're ready, but also when it comes to this question of I'm in the overwhelm, I can't see past this chaotic roller coaster every day and feeling like I'm spiraling out of control because I'm juggling 9 million balls. I can't even see through the trees. That is when you do need to invest in support and coaching because they're coming into your business with like a very, what's the word? Um, There's like no emotional attachment to your business. A really solid coach is coming in and saying, here's your opportunity here is a path forward. Let's talk about, does this align with your goals and your vision and where you want to see this going? Okay, let's lay a path out. Let's get a plan on paper. Let's put a strategy in place that you can execute to, and then they'll hold you accountable. I can do this so well for my clients. I have a really hard time doing it for myself. I am the first to admit that. I know what I should do. I'm really good at mapping it out. But then whenever the day-to-day chaos comes and I feel a breakdown coming on, I know that I need support to help me with that. So I waited too long in my business to find a coach because quite frankly, I didn't even really know they existed. And maybe they didn't really exist when I first launched the business. But I am so lit up by helping people because I didn't have it for the first few years. And I was Googling, I was making mistakes, I was figuring it out, piecemealing it together. And I would have killed to have a coach. Like in year two of my business, would have killed to have a coach. I would have scaled so much faster because they just help you get out of your roadblocks and put a a plan in place. So the reason I don't have breakdowns every day is because I have support in my business in a couple of aspects. And I've been really intentional about that. So I feel like this question came at a perfect time because I'm really... I really hope for you that you can find support wherever you're at in whatever stage you are in your business. I hope you can find support to help get you there. I've said this before. Is it a business bestie that can help you? That is that is one thing. That's like an emotional, you're on the same playing field. But when you get a coach that can get you to that next level, that is when you can really scale and see the benefits of like strategy and executing to that strategy consistently. So I... I'm so freaking lit up by this and I'm so excited to share to share this. I wasn't going to share it on the podcast, but when I saw this question came in, I was like, you know what? It's happening. I am so freaking pumped to share. I'm hosting a new intensive called the Product Scaling Intensive. And this is a small group coaching mini mind environment. I'm keeping it very tight, particularly for this beta launch because I want to just get in the weeds with the business of the people and the women that show up in this group. So I am at capacity with coaching one-on-one and I feel like I just want to help so many more women. And this makes the most freaking sense because I'm taking two years of one-on-one coaching and I'm creating this program that is completely tailored to your business needs to help you scale. So The right person for this is someone who has been in business for a couple of years and you're scaling. You've done, you know, the the initial, like you've gotten your product and your brand off the ground, you're selling in at least one channel well, and you're just like trying to get through and break through that to that next level and really figure out how to grow your wholesale business, how to optimize your assortment, how to make more profit in your business with the data that you have. That is what this program is going to be all about. And we kick off on 214. 
It includes one-on-one coaching. It includes group Q&A. It includes a Voxer channel where you can ask me questions any day of the week and get feedback from the other women in the group that are in the same place as you. And there will be guest experts coming in. Those experts are going to be tailored exactly to your needs. So I will give you an in-depth questionnaire, like what is going on in your business? What do you need help with? And this program will be completely tailored to you. It's not just a cookie cutter DIY course. It is like, what is going on in your business? What do you need to get to that next level? And let's get in there, get under the hood and do the work together. So I'm super, super pumped about this. Spots are extremely limited. Like I said, I am at capacity outside of this. So this is the only way to work with me through Q2. Um, I am going to pour everything into this and to the one-on-one clients that I'm already serving. And this will be it. So if you've been craving that coaching support and getting to that next level and really scaling profitably. And you've been like, I love Kristen. I want to work with Kristen. Guess what? I love you too. And I want to work with you too. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes with some more information. And there's a link in there that you can apply and we can start chatting and just see if it's the right fit. I want to make sure it is a room of women that are in a similar place in business so that you really get the benefit not only of working with me, but also being surrounded by the other small business owners in the room. So product scaling intensive is here. I cannot wait to start having the conversations with you. And I hope that you found this helpful. Whether you're ready for coaching or not, I I am happy that you're showing up here and asking me these questions in the DMs and just connecting with me because I'm here to support you and coach you and mentor you in any way that I can. So thank you so much for being here. And we will have another buyer hotline asking anything chat probably in the next couple of months. So DM me anytime I save all the DMs and we'll make sure that I get answers to you. Okay. I hope this is helpful and I hope you have an amazing sales week. I will talk to you next Monday. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.